today on CityCast Salt Lake. It's the end of Free Fair February, but it doesn't have to be the end of your frontrunner weekends. I'm talking about lessons learned with Connor Dunstan and Alex Fielder. They're students at the U who think about transit so much, they have a whole podcast about it called The Red Line. It's Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Alex, Connor, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Thanks for being here. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Okay, quick question for you off the top. So for anyone who's not um, a frequent user of public transit in Salt Lake, can you give me a sense of like what the general cost normally is? Like if I were to get from Sugar House to the airport in public transit, what would that cost normally? Well, the answer is that depends. But if you're just going to buy a ticket, it's two fifty. Okay. So it's relatively affordable, but it could add up. Sure. Yeah. So in terms of free Fair February, which unfortunately has now come to a close, womp womp. Very sad. Um, very sad. Did you both take maximum advantage of it? Yes, we did. Uh, we actually are doing a project to ride every single bus in the system for Free Fair February. Really? Yeah. I, I still wish I rode more, though. <laughs> and did you knock it out? Did you get it all done? We are three quarters of the way there. Okay. So Free Fair into March. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of buses, though. What's the biggest lesson learned, do you think, for all of us in Salt Lake from this month of free transit? When people are given transit options that are accessible, they are willing to use them. Mm. Like, uh, whether that be free or just easy to use, people are willing to use transit. You just have to make it work for them. Have we seen, like, a significant increase in numbers and usage? I think oh. I saw people talking about it. Oh, boy, yeah. boy have we seen an increase. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, really? But where it gets really interesting is actually in the front rider numbers. But where it really shone was on the weekends, where we got a 191% increase in ridership. Holy crap. That's <laughs> huge. Yeah. What do you think that is? I, th I think it's just people find it fun to ride the train and... It's a lot easier to get downtown when, I know, it's free. A lot of, like, families riding downtown, sort of taking advantage of free fare to, like, instead of driving, let's take the train. Right. We'll make a day of it. Exactly. Yeah. Because it seems like for, I mean, like, for me personally, the reality, the only thing that ever keeps me from taking public transit in this city is time. Absolutely. And so yeah. it makes sense that the weekend is where we saw the boom because it's like, yeah, you can make a day of it. Sure, it might take you longer to get into the city, but it's all part of the fun. Why is a thriving public transit system so important to the health and life of the city? It definitely helps everyone have greater access to be able to travel around. And that can help bring downtowns back to life more instead of making them a, a ghost town from five to nine in the morning. Right. Yes. <laughs> Which... Salt Lake is, and we've talked about on this podcast before. Yeah. Our downtown is kind of noticeably quiet. Mm -hmm. And uh, something that public transit is really good at is generating foot traffic. And that's good for small businesses. It's good for sort of inducing more people to just sort of go to places they wouldn't have gone before. It's like more exploratory. You're more likely to sort of like wander and let yourself get lost because ultimately, you know, you'll always be able to find your way back unless you're me. I chronically get lost on trains, but that's like half <laughs> well, the fun. 
Yes, it is. And uh, I personally really enjoy just uh, hopping off at a bus stop or train station or whatever and just walking around, exploring the area that I'm in. Connor, have you ever been lost in the city? You said you like getting off at random bus stops. Oh, many times. I've gotten lost in uh, downtown. The first time I went there, I was just completely out of my depth. I was looking for like looking for anything that wasn't just an office building and I'm just like running around what's going on so but I did end up finding a neat little thrift store so that was neat (laughs) oh which one Vantage I believe I think it's on state totally yeah that's a good one you referenced this project that you're working on to ride every bus in Salt Lake City what has it taught you about the city Even in places where you wouldn't expect, there is a lot of kind of like secret life going on almost. Like uh, sort of just gems that you would have never noticed if you hadn't been on the bus. Because there's this wonderful thing that we always love to talk about as a group about transit, where it sort of makes you slow down and notice life a little bit more than you would if you were driving. So a lot of times you'll notice like, oh, I never knew there was a local coffee shop there. I never knew there was this cool little uh, English import store near Kimball's Junction Tracks. Um, (laughs) So there's just a lot of things that you notice, a lot of little details or public art that, that you just wouldn't have otherwise. And it's really neat. Do you agree with that, Alex? Yeah. And you also meet so many more people. It's... The number of people that just come up to you and tell you their stories is kind of staggering. Yeah, it's interesting. We talked to RJ Walker on this show about third spaces recently. And those are basically he defines as like, you know, communal spaces where you come together and the there's a shared understanding that everyone's there to kind of socialize, that it's okay to approach someone and talk to them. And I had never thought of public transit as a third space, and that didn't come up in our conversation. But from your description of it, it sounds like it is like it's it is um, a social space. It's not just about commuting in the like sort of boring commuting terms. I definitely would classify transit as a third space in that regard, just because of my own personal experience of having a whole bunch of conversations. That's awesome. So it sounds like public transit is about so much more than like efforts to end pollution. To be honest, getting 20,000 extra people a day on public transit is not going to solve our air quality issues. That runs much, much, much deeper than just a few extra trips of transit. It's really a lot to do with the way that we've built our valley because... And the valley itself. Yes, and the valley itself. Um, Mm. Our valley is sort of constructed in a very car-centric manner. So it's uh, really difficult to get places without using a car. Mm -hmm. So uh, that sort of encourages the vast, vast, vast majority of people on the vast majority of trips to just drive everywhere. And that is a major contributing factor to our air pollution around here. What other things can the city or the state or even just like we as residents do to inspire people to take public transit more often? If we're going to... uh, have free fare or improve service on a a few dozen bus routes further south, I will choose improving service every day because uh, history and data have shown us that improving service is much more important to ridership than affordability. Yeah. 
It's interesting that you say that because I was going to bring up, I saw um, Benjamin Wood tweeted basically that, which was like, given the choice between free fare all the time and improved service or more service, I choose more service. And I didn't know it was a choice, but I guess it makes sense. Well, I think that it shouldn't be a choice. Yeah. But the trouble with transit in America and in the American West in particular uh, is that there are very scarce resources available for improving our transit systems. So if we're going to lose the ability to improve our transit by making it free, then I would say we should keep the fare. Interesting. One of the things that I've noticed as well with Free Fare February is just the spotlight on conversations about how we get places like the exposure of the these the veins of our city beyond 80 and 15 beyond these major <laughs> thoroughfare highways does that resonate does that does that track with what you've noticed is just like the exposure the conversation it's elevated there's a lot of people who have never ridden UTA before who have done so this month because oh it's free might as well that's really, really, really important for building what we like to call a culture of transit ridership, where it's seen as like an acceptable alternative striving. Also, definitely bringing a whole bunch extra people into the actual city of Salt Lake on front runner, on tracks, on bus, sort of exposing our cities, what it has to offer. And uh, I know personally, a lot of, especially older people like my parents, they're scared of buses and uh, trains and everything. I feel like it definitely takes it out that it's not a thing to be scared of. Right. Making it feel like a celebration yeah, invites exactly. more people in. Um, yeah. Why are your parents scared of to ride the buses? Uh, I think it's because they're from England. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That would make sense. <laughs> that, uh, things in England are scarier. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Salt Lake's like the tracks is definitely one of the most low key public transit systems probably in the world. Mm -hmm. um, so it is still embarrassing that I get lost on it. But tell your parents that I get it because I also think it's sort of scary. I can tell you as a UT employee, our favorite part of every day is being like, oh, you should definitely take this bus or this tracks. So, like that's the best thing that we get to do. <laughs> Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> for people who want to advocate for better public transit options in this city, what do you recommend? Are there like good routes to go? Well, that was a great pun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just get out there and get your voice heard. Uh, if you follow, if you sort of go on Twitter and follow all the different people who are advocating for it on or advocating for public transit in Salt Lake City, uh, you're going to hear about events that you can go to to sort of just start making a difference, start tilting the needle towards walkable, transit-friendly Salt Lake instead of just uh, giant road Salt Lake. <laughs> um, thank you both for being here. I really enjoyed chatting with you. And um, we'll be sure and share in our newsletter where folks can find the Redline podcast if they want to hear you wax poetic more on public <laughs> transit and also rail on the car. Um <laughs> And thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. A little more transit news before we go. 
During Free Fair February, the UTA did a really cool job tracking ridership with a live dashboard throughout the month. It jumped 21% during weekdays and 41% on Saturdays. In a well-timed effort to make Free Fair February forever, Representative Joel Briscoe introduced a bill to make public transit in Utah free always, but it didn't make it out of committee. And the advocacy group Sweet Streets is hard at work on two major policy proposals that would make Salt Lake friendlier to alternative transit. One is to create a dedicated bus lane on 2nd South in order to shorten bus transit times, which I think is smart because it can take a while during peak commuting hours. Their second proposal is to set a default speed limit of 20 miles per hour in Salt Lake neighborhoods. If you want to learn more about these proposals or get involved, you can find them at sweetstreetsslc.org. That's our show today on CityCast Salt Lake. Today is the start of March, which means March Madness is in the air. And we invite you to vote in our March bracket, pitting together the fiercest contenders for Salt Lake's best music venue. Is it the Stateroom or Kilby Court? Don't forget about Dark Horse Metro. Or is it fan fave Red Butte? I think it's Red Butte. You vote, one wins, it's a showdown. There's a link to start voting now in the show notes and of course, in our newsletter. SaltLake.CityCast.FM is where you can subscribe. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Quite impressive. Well, you know. <laughs> they don't just give you a podcast, you know, guys. Yeah. <laughs>